Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bell Ringers podcast. You've got Colin Daly, Ben Goldstein out here wishing you a happy holiday season. And I'll tell you, there are not too many better Christmas gifts than being a Dodgers fan right now. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Shohei Otani, each signing ridiculous contracts to the Dodgers. And they are seemingly building a a dominant franchise out in the West. Unfortunately, there's not much the Phillies can do to stop this. They put in a bid for Yamamoto, came up unsuccessful, along with the Mets and the Yankees and the Cardinals and the Blue Jays. Um, But again, we have our Nola, we have our Harper, we have the players, but it is going to be very hard to outcompete the Dodgers this year. Ben, do you have any initial takeaways from this? Well, my initial takeaway is, how about this new intro music, huh? Very impressive. Very impressive. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not good. The Dodgers are building a super team, and as a very anti-super team guy, it's really uh, making me not happy, and it's it's going to be a much tougher road in the National League. And also, the Dodgers this offseason have spent over a billion dollars on two players, Otani, and Yamamoto, one of those players has never stepped, has never pitched a pitch in the major leagues. Um, yeah, it's, so it's crazy. It's going to be a twelve-year, three hundred and twenty-five million-dollar contract for Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Like, as you mentioned, he's never pitched a, a a day of professional baseball in the United States of America. Yet he got the largest contract that a pitcher has ever gotten. He topped Garrett Cole. By $1 million. This. Listen. Now. First. Why are you an anti-super team guy? I just. Don't think they ever work. Other than the Warriors. A couple years ago. When they had KD's Curry. And uh, Clay Thompson. Other than that. I don't think I've ever seen a super team work. Um, especially not in baseball. Because baseball is such a Interesting like. Sport where it's like the whole team needs to play well. You can't just have a couple good guys. Where the Dodgers have a great team overall, but I just I'm just so anti super team. I just don't think they ever work. Um, and it really just ruins the sport because it makes it so uncompetitive um, sometimes. And with this Dodgers team, a lot of these they might break the record for the most wins in a major league season. Yeah, it's pretty crazy what they've been able to establish. You know. I should say over the past couple of years, but really just in the past couple of weeks here. And I'll tell you, it's, it's hard to justify, in my opinion, a $325 million 12-year contract for a guy who's, who's, who's never played professional baseball in the United States. I mean, I know some people are like, oh, the Phillies could have afforded that. I saw that on Twitter this morning. I saw all this stuff. But at the end of the day, like what makes someone want – to commit that much money to a player who, whether we want to accept it or not, is probably a wild card at this point right now. I mean, is Yoshinobu Yamamoto going to be a very, very good pitcher for the next 12 years? I would say it's more than likely, but I I have more confidence in a guy like Zach Wheeler or Blake Snell going into, or Sonny Gray going into next year, who have been established pitchers in Major League Baseball for the better half of a decade, if that makes sense. And another thing is you got to think about it. The Phillies don't have the money to go out and be spending on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They don't currently have $330 million to spend. They just spent $300 million on Trey Turner last year. They're still paying Bryce Harper, and he wants more money. Um, You have... A ridiculous Nick Castellanos contract that you're currently use, utilizing right now. You just signed Aaron Nola to a major extension. A Zach Wheeler extension looms. There's so many guys that are getting paid so much on this roster that they, the Phillies don't have the they don't have the they don't have it right now for Yamamoto. So I don't think the Phillies were very likely to get him. Obviously, it would have been very fun. Um, I don't know what the Phillies offered Yamamoto. I don't think it was anywhere near $300 million. Um, I can tell you for sure, it definitely did not start with a three. Um, but yeah. I, but it all is good 
when the Mets miss another big free agent because they have now missed another one. And they gave Yamamoto the same exact deal that the Dodgers did. But Yamamoto picked the Dodgers over the Mets. So that's always great to see because I hate the Mets. And I, I mean, he's in the National League, but at least he's not in the NL East. And also, sure. what if the Mets haven't done anything this offseason? Like, they were supposed to get all these. They were supposed to be in on Otani. They were in on Yamamoto. They've been trying to get these big names, and they haven't got anyone yet. So it's it's fun to see, and I, I've thoroughly enjoyed the continuous downfall of the New York Mets. I wouldn't say I'm completely surprised by that. I mean, I, I think that the Mets made it a little bit clear that they wanted to be in a bit of a um, of a rebuild phase this year. I mean, I from what I understood based on Cohen's comments is that they don't want to go into a full – you know, four or five year rebuild. They want one year to, you know, dump some contracts, test out some minor league players. And I think next offseason is when the Mets are going to be very, very active. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's like Dodgers level active uh, next offseason. But I, I don't think the Mets are going to have have a, a ton to do right now. Um, just because I think the state of their team, really the uncertainty surrounding their team, I think is what... Uh, what's going to have them refrain from making too many acquisitions. On the other hand, though, the Phillies, I think, could kind of be in the opposite boat. Yeah. You know, JT Romuto is aging, Bryce Harper's aging, Nick Kostianos and Kyle Schwarber's contracts are, you know, we're reaching the back nine of those per se. So I think if there's a time to really, really put the pedal to the metal and try and grind out, you know, an Ellie's title or – trying to make another very deep run in the postseason, this is the time where we have to do it. And I think the Phillies are capable of being a World Series team, but getting extra reinforcements doesn't help. There doesn't not help. So, you know, even if it's a, a, it's a bullpen guy or a, a third outfielder, these are the things that make or break World Series caliber teams. So I wouldn't be against the Phillies, you know, trying to go out and make a couple more signings this offseason. Yeah, I think we're getting to that a little bit later in our show, so I don't want to go full in depth on that. Right. But the Phillies really have not done anything other than re-signing Aaron Nola, and they, the Phillies have spent the second most this off season and have signed one guy. Yeah, Jeff Passon put that out a couple days ago, and I, it just shows you how much the Dodgers have dominated this off season. I mean, they have traded for. Tyler Glass now and gave him a major extension. They signed Otani, which we haven't even talked about yet, which we're going to get to now because I'm going to flow into that now. Um, and they've signed Yamamoto. The Dodgers are going to be really good um, for a long time, and especially with uh, Shohei Otani. Hello, $700 million. And what's crazier is I know Colin's a big math guy, so he can get into this more, is the deferrals he got. He's getting oh, $2 million yeah. while he's playing every year, and then he's getting $680 million the next 10 years? What in the world? It's I don't know how that wasn't in the CBA somewhere, how that just can't happen, but the MLB cannot let that happen. Like, that is absurd. That's crazy that Bob, Bobby Bonilla, because that's $680 million and the guy won't even be playing. Like, how? And then they get Yamamoto from that. They resigned Tyler Glass now. Who knows what else they're going to do in the coming years? So, I mean. You know, I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. I mean, it doesn't seem like a Dodgers thing to do. They've been a, a dominant team for the, the better half of a decade now. And it, it seems like they're throwing away their post Shohei Otani and post Yoshinabu Yamamoto team, right? Because I don't know how much the Dodgers are willing to spend, how much they're willing to pass that luxury tax threshold and lose and continue to lose their draft picks. But there comes the, the a point comes up where you you can't keep signing people, right? The money is not infinite, even if you're the Dodgers or the Mets or the Yankees. It doesn't seem like a smart business decision unless, you know, the the owner or the general manager, whoever made this, this I guess we'll call it a proclamation, was 
realizes now that he's not going to be a part of the team I guess what 10 years and wants to win now but it just seems like something that it seems like more of a Mets type of thing to me a Mets thing or a Padres thing the team that really haven't had success recently and want to be in that win now mode and also don't want to have to have a huge contract on their payroll that's you know keeping them from developing in the future well, I think the Dodgers are going to be fine no matter what because it's the Dodgers. Um, but they they have Freddie Freeman, who is getting older, even though I feel like the older he gets, the better he gets, but that's beside mm-hmm. the point. Mookie Betts, who is going to be their starting second baseman for the whole year, um, which may or may not open an outfield spot for Otani if they need it. Um, he is, or even Cody Bellinger. Or even Cody Bellinger if they want to bring him back. Insane. Um, I... They they have older guys that are still performing extremely well, and I think their window is until Freddie Freeman. I don't know Freddie Freeman's age off the top of my head, but until he retires, that's their World Series championship window. And I saw a question: um, a billion dollars this off season. Um, that's 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 absurd. Um, just like. How many World Series do the Dodgers need to win for these moves to be worth it? Two, three. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, is it not? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they signed the two biggest free agents. They acquired who I would consider the most um, noteworthy person that was on the trade block this offseason. They are a super team. There is no denying it. They have, I would say, probably the most consistent first baseman over the past decade. They have MVP level outfield or infielder now in Mookie Betts. They got, you know, their own version of Kyle Schwarber and Max Muncy. Shohei Otani, not even going to go there because there are so many ways I could describe his excellence. Yoshinabu Yamamoto, who, from what I've seen in videos and some statistical breakdowns, is you know, about as good as they come. You know, there's no guarantees with him, but he's he's pretty crazy. And then, of course, you've got Glass now, who's his stuff is just getting better and better every year. And I think once he's fully healthy and gets a season with Los Angeles, he's going to be a huge contributor. And some of the younger guys for the Dodgers, too, like um, Bobby Miller, James Outman, they're scary. That's all. They're just scary. Yeah, but, I mean, what's more scary than the, uh, you know, Phillies in the NLDS, am I right? That is that's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Dodgers. For those uh, not on the video version, um, listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever, you could also watch on YouTube, or if you're on YouTube, you can go listen anywhere else. But um, the Dodgers go 162 and 0. The Phillies win 90 games, and then they match up in the NLDS, and it's just Bryce Harper looking very. It's like the LeBron picture, um, where it's um like him like locked in. So it's like a picture of Bryce Harper locked in. Um, I mean the Phillies are going to beat the Dodgers just because of vibes, um, when it comes to October. But we'll see we'll see what happens when we get there. I doubt it, but I mean the Phillies can dominate the Braves like they have been in the NLDS. I don't see why they can't dominate the Dodgers. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how how these. How these two guys have an impact because they, they always say like you know player can't win you the world series if that were the case then the angels would be would have been insane last year because they had mike trout and shohei otani um, the last three years but right but can can the dodgers do that i i think they can i i, I think, think they have they have more than the angels had right because not only you named all the names. Not only do they have Otani and Yamamoto, they have Freddie Freeman. They have Mookie Betts. They have Will Smith behind the dish. They have Max Muncy, who only hits home runs. Right. Um, they have Tyler Glass now. They have bullpen. I'm not totally huge. I don't really know the Dodgers bullpen that well, but they probably have a good bullpen. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm excited Actually, to see the Dodgers year, in Philadelphia. Last year they were um, – Probably 
like it was like average to below average, which is I think one of the reasons why they were a little. I think subpar for their expectations were. I mean, obviously, they still won like 100 games, so I wouldn't say that they had a bad season, but I think some people thought they were going to be a lot better than they were. But, I mean, if they get one or two more big – or I'm reading something on my laptop. If they get one or two more big names, then it's over for the rest of the National League. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of like what I, Miami's doing in the MLS. They just got messy, and now there's other – foreign uh great soccer players are coming over because everyone wants to play with Messi. Like they just signed Suarez who's a really good goalkeeper. Like it's the MLS is over. Like the Union are not gonna win another playoff game. Um they won't make it they, no one's gonna win the MLS Cup for a couple years. And I think that might be what we get with the Dodgers. Um the Dodgers will be in Philadelphia um in the middle of July, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, July 9th, tenth and 11th, uh, hopefully Yamamoto will be pitching in one of those, and hopefully Schwarber will hit a leadoff home run off of him. Um, so we'll see. Let's see. On that day, I'll be getting back from. <laughs> I'll be getting back from Spain. Oh. So I might be a little bit jet lagged, but. I are we podcasting from? Are we podcasting from Spain? We might have to. I'll be there for 16 days, so. Mm. That would be quite the experience. Yeah. All right, now before we get into our next our next uh, topic, I have a quick question. What is I'm I'm on Twitter. Um, X. What's sorry? What's Grok? Okay, so Grok is the AI that Elon Musk implemented on X Twitter. It's basically just ChatGPT, but its name's Grok on X. You got to pay. That's for stupid. premium, you need premium plus, so you can pay. Oh, wait a minute, more do we money. have do we have premium plus on the, the I, sports reports account? We do not. We do not have premium plus. Um, I don't even. Well, know then do we much. have plus or do we have premium? We just have premium, which I don't know why there's two of them. There's actually three of them. There's <laughs> premium, premium plus, and then the ver. Then there's the organization one, which is a thousand per month. Um. I don't really know what premium plus is. Um, but I mean, I can check. I can check how much premium plus is because I'm genuinely curious. Um, so we're looking at premium plus. We're looking at if this will work for me here. Upgrade to premium plus is instead of like $8 a month. It's a hundred and fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents per year. Um, I don't remember. I think premium was like fifty a year, so it's, it's probably it's like double. And then I think the verified organization one is like a thousand per yeah, month. Yeah, that's unnecessary. Yeah, that's strange. All right, we should get into it. Ben, there are six questions that I came up with. Um, about mm, a little bit less than an hour ago. Okay. Now, they're a little all over the place. All they're right. all in some way baseball related, though. Begin. Well, we got to play our new intro music. Oh, of course. All right. Six questions on the board. The timer that I'm not going to actually start. The Rockies and this team have never had a player win a Cy Young Award. The Rockies? Oh my god. Um, can I get AL and NL? It is in the opposite league of the Rockies. Alright, so the Rockies in the NL West, so it's AL. So what are some like bad AL teams? It's not the AL West, it's Mariners, Angels... Otani's never won a Cy Young. Um, so the I'm Angels are. S- time here. There's no time. There's a time. There's right. time. It's in my brain. And All it right. goes out um, in three, two. Right. Give me the Angels. I think that's wrong, but. All right. Next question. This Phillies pitcher was named after the only U.S. president that served two discontinuous terms. Dude, what are these questions? Um, these are good questions. 
These are random questions. So this Phillies all over the place. This Phillies pitcher, correct? Yes. Was named after. Oh my goodness. So he was the 22nd president and the 24th president. First president after the Civil War. Okay, so it's after Lincoln, when Lincoln was assassinated. Is it Grover Cleveland Alexander? Okay, I don't feel good about that one. Which Phillies pitcher accounted for nearly half of the Phillies' wins in 1972? Steve Carlton. The award given at the end of every season to the best fielder at each position is sponsored by this company. Rawlings. Rawlings Gold Glove. Longtime baseball guy Bobby Dickerson has this role on the Phillies. Oh, he's the infielders coach? Which former Phillies manager also managed the New York Mets and Yankees? The Mets and Yankees. Not Joe Girardi, because um, he was just the Yankees. So Mets and Yankees, longtime Phillies manager. Um, I'm think I'm. Can I get like, was it pre or post two thousand? It was. He doesn't even know. No, it was in that range. I'm ninety five percent sure it was pre two thousand. I don't. I want to make sure it didn't bleed over into the early two thousands though. No, it did not. It did not bleed into the early two thousands. Um, I guess I can't tell you. I can't tell you when. Uh, it's so I feel like it has to be nineties. Um, There's only one Phillies manager. Um, is it Jim Fergosi from '93 National League champion? Jim Fergosi. Final answer is Jim Fergosi because we're out of time. All right. Okay. Let's go back to the top of the list. That, that is the worst I've ever felt about a pepper that we have ever done. The questions felt, are usually... I was really excited about these questions, though. I went like on a deep dive for them. Usually, I just come up with stuff in the top of my head. Today, we did some actual research. Yeah, All I right. Mean, Philly's pitching and after, like, I don't know. All right. Let's go. score first, or are we going to go through each question? Uh, let's, go th- let's go question to question. The first question was incorrect. The Rockies and this team have never had a player win a Cy Young Award. It is the Rockies and the Rangers have never had a player win a Cy Young Award. Really? Nolan Ryan never won Cy Young Award? Nolan Ryan did not win a Cy Young Award. I learned that. You know why? The Immaculate Grid. (laughs) Wait, Um, Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young? Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. That's why you stopped playing the Immaculate Grid then. Okay. Second question you got correct. It is Grove, Grover Cleveland Alexander, named after Grover Cleveland. Um, who, fun fact, his name was actually Steve. Oh. Um, which pitcher accounted for nearly half of the Phillies' wins in 1972? Your answer was Steve Carlton. Correct answer was Steve Carlton. Today's his birthday, um, Steve Carlton. Happy birthday, Lefty. I definitely did not do that on purpose. Um, yeah, Lefty is the most underrated player in one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball history. He is a top three left-handed pitcher ever. Um, and I just don't – people don't talk about how dominant uh, Lefty was. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Uh, let's see. Award given at the end of every season to the best fielder at each position is sponsored by this company. This was, in my opinion, one of the gimme questions, and you got it correct. The Rawlings Gold Glove. Um, mainly just because the first source of who wins the Gold Glove is on the Rawlings Twitter page for me because I don't watch the show. That's a waste of time. Uh, Long time <laughs> baseball guy Bobby Dickerson has this role on the Phillies. You said the infield coach. And the correct answer is infield coach. Let's go. 
former Phillies manager that also managed the New York Mets and the Yankees. Your answer was Jim Fergosi, and the correct answer was not. It wasn't Jim Fergosi. Who was it? Dallas Green. Really? Yes. Dallas Green to manage the Mets and Yankees. He was he was the Phillies manager in the eighties. How what do you think he was with the Phillies into the two? You think no, ninety six. He was still active. Well, he wasn't the manager because Jim Fergosi was the manager in ninety three. Yeah, that's true. I I did have to double check <laughs> my sources though. I didn't. Right. I didn't know Dallas. How long was but, he with the Mets and Yankees for? That's a good question. Did he win those World Series with Reggie Jackson with the Yankees? That is another good question. I don't. I don't know what years. I didn't know that. Did he win I'm a World Series in '69 with the Mets? No, 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 no. Um, let's see. Dallas Green. He managed the Yankee. He managed Phillies from '79 to '81. So that is three seasons. He spent 89 with the Yankees and then 93 to 96, those four years with the New York Mets. Wait, what years with the Mets? What did you say? 93 to 96. That was some weird stints because he was with the Phillies for three. He won a World Series. Then he was with the Yankees for a random stint when they weren't good. And then he was with the Mets for a random stint and they weren't good. So that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't really have any other great seasons either. He did. Uh, he won NL manager. He came in fourth for NL manager of the year in 1994 and sixth in 1995. And of course, he managed the All Star team in 1981. So fun Lock Dallas Green facts um, as the Dallas Cowboys are encroaching on the Eagles' spot atop the NFC. East ranking. We're not talking about. The, we're not talking about the Eagles. We're talking about. I don't think I've watched a, an, an a single Eagles game in full this season. I caught the last twenty eight seconds of the last game. That was quite disappointing. Um, we're not talking. We're not talking about the Eagles. We're talking about. The no, Eagles. I don't think I've watched more than a quarter of a single game, which is quite. Yeah, I um. Maybe you have to start watching. Maybe it'll be the savior of the Eagles. Maybe. Well, I haven't watched all season, so I'm well, sure it hasn't hasn't been a good season yet. So. Fair enough. All right, so we brought we touched on this briefly, but I guess we should go back to it, Ben. What are what is the priority list for the Phillies right now? What do they need to do to get ready for opening day? Um, they need some more food options at the bank. Is always nice. Yes, it would be nice. I've had too um, many seasons pizzas. The season pizzas is gone, man. What? Manko, Manko, that was gone a while ago. Manko, Manko. Well, no, you can still get seasons pizza if you go to the second second level. Oh, it's still up there? No, nah, uh, sure. no, Mako's Mako's wiped out all seasons pizza. That was like last two, no, 2022. I'm pretty sure that that like, I've had seasons pizza at the ballpark since then. I'm like almost positive. This is no, it was Mako's Mako's man. So the last Manko, time I was there, Mako Mako bought the Phillies whole pizza, and it's so much. Mako Mako pizza is so good. It's my kind of pizza. Nice, crispy. Like mm, I love that's, season that's, pizza. That's good. That's I like season pizzas too, but Manko Manko is very good. They need. I haven't had it at the ballpark. I've had it down in Ocean City, but the line is too long. That's why I don't get Chickies and Pete's. That's like baseball to watch. So when you go to the ballpark and you want pizza, if you go to the third base gate and you know that the bar is right there, I forget what it's yeah. called. Um, um, Harry the K's. No, Harry the K's is up. This is um oh man what is it called? It's not important. Captain um, Stowe? No, that's a different place. It, yeah, it's it's is something it in Stowe. It's something in Stowe. But it's if you walk third base gate right to the right of that kind of in a hidden corner is a Menko and Menko whole like place, and it's fresh. They t- put it right in the oven when you get there. Take it out. There's never a line. Um, and then there's another Menko and Menko. Um, right before the uh, they used to be called the boardwalk, where they have that whole crazy food area, which is all Aramark it's not called stuff. The, it's not called the boardwalk anymore. I think Coca Cola bought it. Um, what? but r- right next to it, 
There's another Manko Manko spot that usually has. Some I didn't know about there. that one. And then upstairs, um, of like along three o one to like three o nine, maybe I don't know the exact. There's another Manko Manko spot. I think at the end of that, next to a pizza place, I think. Hmm. Um, you know we're gonna, you know, what we're gonna have in our next uh, episode. We're gonna have a lot to talk about this time of the year. What? We're gonna rank ballpark food options. Ooh! All right, write it down. Write it down. And I got I could probably too, do Two summers ago, I did my little trip to. Uh, I went to a game in Lakewood, St. Louis, PNC, Citizen Bank, so we can compare and contrast. And I'm a big yeah, we, food documenter. Oh. We saw each other in Lakewood. How about that? Was very exciting. Did. Stuff. Anyways, outside of the new food options, what what are you doing if you're Mr. Sam Fold and Mr. David Dombrowski. Well, if I'm Sam Fold, I'm not doing anything because that guy doesn't right. do anything. But if, Dave, if I'm Dave Dombrowski, I'm looking at – I think the starting pitching is fine how it is. I would agree. We sign Nola. If I would like to get Wheeler locked up before the season starts – not locked up like a jail, but, you know, his extension. But I doubt that's going to happen. Um. And I, I think I would like to see a full season of Christopher Sanchez. I if it agree. doesn't work out, it. if it doesn't work out, you ride with it until the trade deadline. You make a trade. Um, who knows who's available by then? So I would love to see that. And then it really, it's usually it's what it always is: a bullpen guy. You towards the, I would say middle inning bullpen guy, maybe a setup, and. Another outfielder bat that's a, probably a righty is is I is what is necessary, but that's really I I don't know what else really the Phillies can or need to do. I agree. Yeah, I, I think that's a good plan for them. Um, I think I honestly they didn't really lose much this off season. Kimber Lorenzen are the two highlights. Lorenzen doesn't count because they didn't give any major league players up to get Lorenzen. He wasn't on the team at the beginning of the year. And they were just fine. Um, Kimbrel, honestly, people, I feel bad for Craig Kimbrel because he had a really, really good season. And that has been completely overshadowed by his playoff struggles. He got a lot of huge outs for the Phillies um, in like June. I want to say, yeah, I would say June, like May, June of 2023. And now he's just a guy who blew the postseason. I do feel a little bit bad about that, but... Well, here's my thing. I, and I think we talked about this. I don't know if we if it happened before the last pod. If it did, I touched on it earlier. Um, but Kimbrell's season was ruined by Rob Thompson. Kimbrell was used way too much. And that's on the offense for not producing. It's on the other guys at the bullpen for blowing games. It's also Rob Thompson for using him in situations he didn't need to use him. Um, but Kimball pitched the most innings of his career, and he's, what, 35? Yeah, he was, that's not he, good. He was that's great up until September. He just burned out. It's way right. too many innings for him. And when you get to the postseason, you got to do what you got to do. But there were situations he was used that were unnecessary, especially going back to him in game four. Um, two days in a row after blowing game three, you go back to him in game four in Arizona, and he blows it again. I think the managing from Bob Thompson ruined Craig Kimball's season. And I was a big Kimball fan. I was rooting for him. And then they gave him that intro. He with the lights, he ran out of steam and just he he was just used too much. And he could have been really good and the Phillies could have won a lot. More playoff games, like you know, maybe five more playoff games. Um, if he was one used correctly during the season and the postseason, and he just didn't pitch as many innings, I just it sucks because he was really good, but he got a lot of money with Baltimore, and that's a crazy yeah. contract that is like absurd. What was his kind? Was it 12 point? I can look it up. They needed a guy like him because they needed veteran presence in that dugout, and they needed um a back of the end one year twelve million. Yeah, that is crazy. 
All right. Well, I guess that brings us to our last segment of the show, which is going to be a scary one for me. <sighs> and in honor of the holiday season, we are going to have Ben and a bit of myself ranking top Christmas movies. So for those of you who do not know me, which is hopefully most of you listening, that means we're going to get a lot of support in this video. I'm not a movie person, nor my holiday movie person. If you have a question about any, you know, drama or procedural that was on TV from 2018 to now, I'm your guy. If you would like any any of the Netflix shows that people like to binge, I'm your guy. Anything that has to do with um, a sports thing, I watch that on TV religiously. The movies, you're not going to catch me watching a movie very often. So... I have my list, and I'm going to start because I'm not going to take very long. Let's hear it. Coming in at number two, because there is no number three, because I have not watched three Christmas movies in the last six years that I can remember. <laughs> I have watched... Actually, you know what? Never mind. I can do this. Coming in at number five... Five? ...is Home Alone 4. What? Coming in at number four, Home Alone 3. Coming in at number three is Elf. Coming in at number two is Home Alone, and coming in at number one is Home Alone 2. Wait a second. There's no Home Alone 3 and 4. There are like six of them. They have off-brand characters. They're, they're, they're not, those aren't Home Alone movies. Come sure on. they are. They use the same names. They're called Home Alone. You've watched all of them? Well, in the one, they just magically become crazy rich and have a maiden butler. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, it's called Home Alone. The Holiday Heist is Home Alone Five. What? In that the one world? was not good. Uh, well, Home Alone Four. Uh, let's see. That was. I also only thought we were doing divorce between Peter and Kate. And I don't think I think five is. I don't think there's a six. What? There's a sixth? There's a sixth, everybody. All right. So are we doing five? You did five. So I'm going to start my list while you um, explore in the Home Alone franchise. I didn't Six know one's not real. Okay. It's called No Parents, No Problems, Home Sweet Home Alone, and does not use the same characters. So right, that's not true. Um, all right. Here's my top five. Coming at number five. Oh, I was only going to do three, but I guess we'll do five. Number five is Polar Express. Um, a lot of people aren't going to be happy about that. But I don't like Polar Express. I don't. What? Is that the point of the list? Well, I haven't watched, you know, 100 Christmas movies. I've maybe only watched six or seven. And Polar Express is an iconic movie. But it's... The characters are horrifying. Um, They used... It was made in the early 2000s, Colin. I know you've never seen Polar Express, which is wild. But I've remember... seen it, just in preschool. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know if you remember. I but remember used... trains, and I remember being dark. That's it. There's the, two... There's the 2000s animation that they tried, and they tried animating with real people and animating, like, their face, but it's a real person's face, and it is absolutely terrifying. The anime... It's an incredibly animated film for the time, but... Just a terrible, terrible animation that scares me with the characters' faces. Anyway, number four, I'm going with Elf. Um, I think Elf is, of course, a great Christmas movie. Will Ferrell is the best. However, it's so overplayed. It's not the best Christmas yeah, movie ever. I agree. I don't think it's top three, obviously, but... Um, I think it is so overplayed, so overhyped. I, I, it's a good movie. I just think so many people say they love it, but they don't actually love it. I mean, probably the best Christmas movie of all time. You're talking about Christmas movies, but I am not a fan of Elf. Uh, one bit. I'm not a fan at all. Or no, I am a fan. I don't. I'm not a fan of how overplayed it is. Um, number three, I'm going with Home Alone 1. Um, Home Alone Sorry. 1, 
I think it, compared to Home Alone 1 and 2, I think it is the uh, the worst of the two. Of course, it's the original, but I just like the Home Alone 2 plot more. Um, uh, I, and then that number, is best take ever. Number Love two, Home Alone 2. Number two is The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Colin doesn't know who Jim Carrey is, but um, it, no, it's a Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is the Price is Right guy. I don't know no, Jim person. Jim Carrey is a um, an actor. Um, who is a legend? But this was his, this was his breakout movie. Um, it was his, it's his best movie. He, uh, and it's just awesome. It's a very fun movie, and The Grinch is, it's great. Um, and then number one's Home Alone two. Um, it's the better, it's the better Home Alone, Home Alone two, and then he gets lost in New York. There's more action. Um, how he absolutely. Beats up the uh, two kidnappers or whatever the the two heists, like whatever the they pigeon are. Lady. The pigeon lady is an interesting ad, but it adds something. Um, it's like she's like the new neighbor in Homeworld One that he was scared of, and then she was he was scared of the pigeon lady, and then she was yeah, cool right. And, um, so lots of cool I think Homeworld Two's I think Homeworld Two is the better movie. Um, so yeah, there's my top five. It's better than Collins because Collins just put every single Home Alone movie that I, I didn't did. exist in. Yeah. So there you Home, go. Yeah. After after two, it really goes downhill. <laughs> after Home Alone two, it doesn't exist. Three is not good. Four I'm not is, counting them. Eh. And then five and six are just fake. Yeah, I'm just not gonna count them as actual Fair movies. Enough. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? What's that? Okay, never mind. All right, what's our next? What's our next segment? I think I'm gonna be the end. We're at the Any end. More segments? Oh my goodness! Well, we gotta talk about Sea Geek. Oh, how could we forget? Sea oh Geek. my gosh, I forgot what we were doing. Sea Geek. We had one more ranking. Sea Geek is a ticket buying app that makes it so easy to buy tickets. You need a last minute Christmas gift. It's too late for Hanukkah, so you need to get Christmas. Um, you got three days or two days really to get tickets from SeatGeek. You can get tickets for the any for football, hockey, basketball, baseball. If you're tennis. willing to buy tickets that early, tennis, swim, anything is all. Everything is on SeatGeek. Um, it's the I can tell you it's the official ticketing partner with the MLB. Um, concerts. Comedy shows, anything, every anything and everything is on SeatGeek. They have, I think, over a million it's, uh, things. Swizzle all in the SeatGeek. Uh, I don't think. I th- isn't she done? Or is she, she is. still? Is is she still in Europe? I don't know. Or don't South? Know. I'm, I'm not a Swifty, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, there's a few of her, a few of her songs are right, but um. Anyway, so go to SeatGeek. Buy your tickets now. Use code Philly Sports Report. What are we doing, Colin? Hold the S. Hold the, the S. S here. The S uh, got wrapped into a into a Christmas present and got shipped overseas. We don't want the S. Save twenty dollars off. A strange analogy. <laughs> save twenty dollars off at SeatGeek again. Code Philly Sports Report. All one word, no S. Hold it. Uh, save twenty dollars off your first purchase. Thank you to SeatGeek. For sponsoring this episode, the link is in the description of the YouTube video. Um, and for people listening, when you're done listening, go to the App Store on any device and download the SeatGeek app. Colin, what do we have to talk about next? Are we ranking our sports experiences? Yeah, Colin, what's the best sporting event you ever went to that you bought tickets from SeatGeek for? Well, I, I did mention it earlier for a reason and it's the u.s open mm. the, the tennis u.s open is the coolest sports experience even if you know nothing about tennis i know stuff about tennis now i'm a fun fact you probably did not know i watch a lot of tennis and follow tennis um i'm a big i was a big big serena williams fan um right now uh, i really like ben shelton daniel medvedev um, the big American female right now is Coco Golf, yep. Jess Pagula. But anyway, um, I'm a huge tennis person. First time I went to the U.S. Open, I had no no clue what was going on. So I go with my uncle, and um, so which is my mom's brother. They live down in New York City, 
and there they go every year, you know, the ins and outs of the U S open and they like jump and how it works is it's a huge complex has 17 courts and there's always a match happening on every single one of the courts at all times. If you go in the beginning of the tournament, cause you start with like a huge, huge number of people, I think 128. So it starts at like, uh, 9 a.m. I want to say, I think it starts at 9, 10 a.m. And it goes to like one, two in the morning every single day um, for the first couple of days of the tournament when they still have a ton of people that are that haven't been eliminated. And it is so fun. There's great food. You can bounce around to all the different stadiums. There's some like huge like MLB NFL-esque stadiums. So Arthur Ashe, the grandstand, there's like the, they're your big ones. Um, Louis Armstrong. And they're like the size of, you know, Citizens Bank Park with tens of thousands of seats. And then you have small ones that literally have like little league bleachers and you can watch tennis players 15 feet away from you. So it doesn't matter if you don't know a lick about tennis. I highly recommend going on SeatGeek, SeatGeek grabbing some tickets for the US Open, saving some cash. I guarantee you that it will be the most fun experience ever. I love the U.S. Open. There's so that's, much to do that's not there's, and it's like think like a whole other society. There's like stores in there too. Like there's an Easton store. There's a Champion store. There's a like a Ralph Lauren store. Like inside the complex. Wow, it's awesome. Yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do is go to the U.S. Open. I think it's do a it. very cool event. I'm not a big tennis person. Don't really follow it. I, I like to I like to play tennis. I mean, it's it's fun it. to play. So I, I, I did the I'll, same thing. I did not well, want to go the first time I went. Oh, I definitely want to go, but we'll see. Maybe maybe one day we'll take a Philly sports sports trip. Um, for me, Colin knows I go to a lot of sporting events, uh, a lot of Phillies games every year. Um, I've been to a lot of incredible Phillies playoff games, um, including NLCS Game Five from last year, where Harper hit the game winning home or the game winning home run over uh, Suarez in the. Bottom of the eighth inning, JT Mute was on first base. Um into left field, two or three rows back. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um I've was at game one of the NLCS this year against Arizona. Um I was at the Bryce Harper stare down game against the Braves this year. Um Eagles, I've been at all I we used to have season tickets for the Eagles, so we used to go to a bunch of games. I was at a game, it was actually on this day in twenty nineteen where they beat Dallas to essentially win the NFC East. Um, that was an incredible game. Sixers, I was at, I've been at a Sixers playoff game. Flyers, Union, I've been at a bunch of Union playoff games. Um, Philadelphia Soul, they're coming back. I've been to a, I've been into a Soul Championship game for it. The favorite, my favorite, and the best spring event I ever went to was Game 3 of the NLDS in 2022. It was the first postseason game back in Philadelphia in, what was it, 11, 12 years? 2011 was last year, so it was 11 years. Um, and that was, I mean, the whole day. We got down there a couple hours before the game started, and it was already packed. I'm it, You walk in there, and it was just a whole, it was just, you could feel how special the day was going to be when you got down there. Um it was a truly incredible, incredible, incredible experience. Uh, the pregame introductions to, you know, Aaron Ola going out there. He almost gave – I think he gave a run in the first – or he almost gave a run in the first, got out of it, and then third inning against Spencer Strider, and they get under his blood. Reese Hoskins, bat spike, Harper, Homer, two pitches later. I mean, that day was just so – it was just some, It was just so much action – and it was the best crowd I've ever experienced ever. Um, so game three of the NLDS in 2022 um, was the best spring event I ever went to. When I tell people that, they're like, no way it wasn't NLCS game five. You were at when the Phillies clinched the National League. You were at the game where the Phillies won their first playoff series in 11 years. I was at game four of the NLDS as well uh, that next day. Um, but game five, game three of the NLDS in 2022, definitely it, um, it was special and something I'll never forget. So hopefully one day I'll be at a game yeah. where the win the World Series or something instead of top that, but nothing is going to top that for a long time. Yeah, it's, it was just one of those moments where, like, we, we were anticipating it for so long that it, it almost felt surreal when we actually got to that moment. It was that was a, that was a good day. 
and I yeah, was and watching I, from from the couch. So yeah, and that Bryce there. that Bryce Hart, Bryson start double um in the third inning, which started off that rally. Um, it was like a ten pitch at bat. I just remember the sound of the crowd when he hits that double. It felt like he could go out and feel and touch the sound that was coming from everybody. It was an it was like I never experienced anything like it before. And if you've been to Eagles games, you know how loud it can get. But the bank is loud, gets louder than the like in those situations. It was truly, it was it was special, and it's something I'll never forget. Wow, yeah, definitely. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up our episode today. To all of our loyal followers out there, please, 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 we send you all of our appreciation for listening in 2023. This is our last podcast of the year. In honor of that, make sure that you drop us a follow on Twitter. Our apps are right (laughs) down here now. Um, If you cannot see that because you're on Spotify or Apple Music, I am so, so sorry. You are going to have to find find us another way. But... If no, they can they there, can follow us there? on X. Ben Goldstein, B Goldstein, PSR, Collins at Colin underscore Daily Twenty One. Follow us the Bell Ringers podcast, Bell Ringers yep. PSR on X, uh, and then follow everybody else. The Philly Sports Sports. We're on X slash Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads, YouTube. Follow and subscribe everywhere. Yeah, uh, if you're on YouTube, the links are in the description. Thank All you, right. Jeff Geek, for sponsoring. Thank you to Foco for sponsoring Philly Sports Sports. Uh, go listen to all the other podcasts. On yeah. Enough podcasts. Very fun. All right. Well, you guys, make sure that you enjoy the holiday season. Spend it with family and friends and get a much-needed break from the craziness of December, which I know is always a kind of crazy month for a lot of people. So make sure to embrace this time and use it wisely. Thank you all again for listening, and we will see you in the new year. Go Phils. Go Phillies.